Welcome to Life Expressions. I'm your host, Chadi Hinete Elon. Today is very special as we are celebrating International Women's Day. And in my marketing studies, I have realized that millennials are a most puzzling phenomenon of all generations. They were born at the dawn of the new age where there's already cell phones. And then, of course, they're the first digital natives. They're also socially connected via multiple devices. And they tend to be involved and interested as well as connected with a lot of things, a lot of organizations, a lot of things that will help them focus. In this time and age, sometimes they also tend to be trying to find themselves and seeking their purpose. But there are also people who are more than fortunate to already know their purpose and find themselves. And so I'm glad to be able to talk to someone who has seemed to already made sense of what she is supposed to be doing here in this lifetime. And perhaps this conversation would also help us understand how millennials think and what they do for this life. And so my guest today is a registered pharmacist, an animal advocate, and head of public relations for Team Rescue Iloilo. She's an aspiring YouTube vlogger, certified spiritual life coach, and certified angel guide. Please welcome to Life Expressions, Thea Marie Pugales. Hi, Thea. Hi, Tita Cha. Welcome to Life Expressions. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a privilege, you know. Of course. And so, Thea, I am wondering, actually, how millennials think, how millennials live during this pandemic, and how uh, things are for you millennials. So I would like to ask you, what keeps you excited to wake up every morning at this time? Well, I think uh, the simplest things in life, you know, my two dogs and coffee, of course. I couldn't start the day without coffee, but on a more ser- serious note, I mean, uh, what keeps me excited to wake up in the morning is um, even though with regards to the pandemic, we still have that chance and opportunity to uh, create something in that day and um, to live uh, to the fullest and not just uh, exist, you know. As a millennial, I've always uh, been struggling with finding a path and a purpose, and I think Um, before we get into the long-term goal, we focus on our day-to-day short-term goals in order to reach that. So yeah, that's, that's what keeps me excited the most. What's a typical day for you? Well, basically my dogs wake me up yes. for my per mom duties. And then um, I go through my emails, through my schedules for the day. Of course, I have a day job as a pharmacist. And then after that, I um, I attend to my duties for Team Rescue Iloilo. So I check if there is a project proposals or collaborations for them. Uh, and then um, if there are upcoming events that we will hold, uh, such as vaccination drives and all that. And aside from that, we have a booth in Festive Mall Iloilo. So basically, we are there for uh, seven days a week. So if I have an extra time, I, I, I go there, I visit there and I'll be a volunteer them, you know, and then After that, of course, aside from being all that, I am also a full-time daughter. So I have responsibilities as a daughter. I fetch my mom every day from work. And uh, after that, of course, when I get home, I attend to my dogs again. And then, uh, of course, home duties. And the most important part of my day is basically the time where I quiet my mind to be in prayer and meditation. So, yeah, that, that's a typical day for me. <laughs> Very busy day. <laughs> a typical day that is full or jam-packed with things to do. Yeah. But what excites, what excites you most? 
Um, basically, having these different roles, I have to fill in in my day-to-day duties. I think mm-hmm. um, the most exciting part for me is that in each and every role that I have, I get to to make a difference. I get to I get to have a voice in speaking my truth, and uh, um, while doing that, I also get to help others, not just only people, uh, not, not just only uh, those of my patients as a pharmacist, not just only humans, but most especially the environment and animals as well. So for me, that's a very exciting thing as a very young person to yeah. uh, have uh, have a um, have a purpose in impacting other people's lives and, of course, not just people as well as animals. Yes. I have seen your posts on Facebook that you are such an active animal advocate. How did you become an animal advocate? Well, actually, um, last 2018, I lost my first dog, Mochi. Mm-hmm. So after I lost him due to a sickness, it's distemper. So uh, he was very young. After he died, my whole outlook with regards to animals change completely i develop a deeper sense of empathy towards them so yeah after that um fast forward 2020 um it was my birth month it was september and usually for me during my birthdays i do charity works not not big charity works uh, mm-hmm. in order to give back but that was the first time that um i hosted a fundraising event Mm-hmm. So I was looking for I for over the years it was basically the beneficiaries are humans like street children those yeah. kinds of things but the last 2020 I wanted it to be animals naman so yeah. uh, I wanted it to uh, to change a little bit so I hosted this fundraising for the very first time of course I was nervous on how people would respond to it of course it is in public so um I don't know if it will work if I will gather enough funds those kinds of things so I was browsing uh, Facebook that time and I was searching for animal groups that um, could be the beneficiary of that fundraiser. So as I was looking for that group, I came across Team Rescue Ilo. That time, they were just three months old because they just started last June and that mm-hmm. was September. So they, they are very new. And yeah. um, I, I was praying, actually, I was asking for a sign, uh, Lord, angels, um, uh, if I message this group and if they don't um, return it uh, agad-agad, yeah. Then I think I will look for another group. But I messaged them at around 12.30 midnight. Yeah. So I really don't know if they are still awake or not. Yeah. But after three minutes, they responded. Mm-hmm. So that's it. I, I did the fundraising for, uh, I guess, two and a half to three weeks. Yes. And then after I gathered uh, the funds, I... um. Uh, half of the money were given as vet funds for them, and half of the money were um, were purchased. Uh, we I purchased dog food, vitamins, uh, dewormers, those kinds of things. So they were in kind. Yeah. So I've given them both in cash and in kind. Then and then upon turning over the the donations, um, I I um, participated in their rescue program as well on that day. And then after that, uh, I participated in their feeding program as well. So basically, I got a first-hand experience on how they work. They literally work day in and day out. And then it was such a fulfilling experience for me. And actually, I vlogged about it. I I recorded it and it's in my YouTube channel. And then after that, after uh, I ended that day, I really felt that sense of fulfillment and having to um, not just save lives, but, you know, to give uh, second chance at life 
uh, with regards to strays especially so because uh, unlike humans they don't they don't have a voice usually so after that uh, a few days after they called me they asked me to be one of their moderators so yeah of course i i immediately said yes to the responsibilities and fast forward we're nine months right now and yeah from a very small group we're in nine thousand followers now on facebook so uh, I'm very grateful to be a part of that team. So that that's my whole journey. Oh, that's great. And now you are very much active with Team Rescue Iloilo as public relations head. Tell me about your role and responsibility as the public relations head. Well, basically, I am in charge with um, collaborations with regards to those people who want to um, join projects with us, you know, those kinds of things. Um, I also help with regards to... Uh, hosting events such as vaccination drives or um, fashion shows for dogs, those kinds of things. And we are fortunate enough that um, donators do come and um, partnerships do come from different kinds of organizations and different kinds of businesses because uh, right now, um, uh, even restaurants all around the city um, pledge their leftovers for our stray feeding program. So uh, basically, um, I am in charge of, you know, public relations, developing that relationship in the public. And, um, well, of course, aside from being the head of public relation, relations, I share a responsibility of being a rescuer, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I go through rescue too and um, participate in our uh, stray feeding as well. Yeah, it's good that you get involved in this activity and in this organization, meaning to say that you are not, you just you don't just say that you care, but you actually care and you show it through your actions, right? And so I'm pretty sure that there are also challenges in doing this advocacy. What are the challenges that you have faced in doing this? Well, actually, um, a few of our challenges as an as a member of this organization is, and as uh, an organization itself, um, we get, we honestly get reported cases, mm-hmm. 50 to 75 reported cases every day that we cannot wow. attend to yeah. once. So basically people do not always understand that, that mm-hmm. uh, of course you have to take in uh, one case at a time or two cases at a time to be able to give the proper care for these strays and rescues. And, um, Aside from that, shelter space is an issue since we are very new and our resources are very limited. Our shelter space is also limited and we don't want to, you know, gather strays as a whole and then dump them in the shelter. We don't we do not want that kind of um, system in our organization. So what we do is uh, we do case to case basis and um, one case at a time. And then if they are ready for adoption, we will screen and ad- uh, screen and interview potential adopters for them to have their uh, forever family because that is our goal for them to feel the kind of love that the family should um, give them as uh, rescues as strays before and aside from that of course funds funds is um we are very thankful yes again because of donators but you know we cannot oblige them to yeah. donate every time because yeah. they, they have a life of their own and this advocacy is uh, it's ours, so we cannot oblige anyone to, okay, you have to donate, you have to do this every week, you have to do this every month, you have to mm-hmm. give this uh, this amount of money, you know. If we call on donations, we are very fortunate that we receive uh, the love from the public. But of course, um, when it comes to vet bills, it's not cheap. Yeah. For rescue, especially when we have heavy cases such as hit and run, surgery, uh, mm-hmm. heavy surgery cases, um, funds are very limited 
to us also and um you know not all uh, not all reports are catered are catered and aside from that we have to understand that not all rescues are successful there are times that reported cases come very late na mm-hmm. and uh, the infection of that stray is already on the, the worst case scenario so mm-hmm. we try our best but um our, our vets try their best too in helping but of course if they eventually give up we cannot do any, anything about it anymore you know yeah. and it takes a lot of strength emotional strength and mental stability to go through that especially mm-hmm. if Uh, because I'm not just an animal advocate, I am a dog lover itself. So mm-hmm. uh, it it is very easy for us to be affected during rescues. And, you know, a challenge for us is to, you know, perform our duties and responsibilities without breaking into pieces every time. Yeah, I'm sure donors would understand how much you appreciate their love and, of course, their donations. And, uh I'm pretty sure that they would keep them coming, knowing that you actually care and do the things that you would love to do for not just uh, the stray dogs, but the the strays that are already in your care. But what about the rewarding experiences? I'm pretty sure that you keep on doing this because you also have that feeling of satisfaction every time you do it. Yes, well, um, I think uh, as a team, as a group, uh, one of the rewarding experiences that we've um, experienced in this journey as an animal advocate is that you get to see life transformations literally in front of you. And there are times that it's not just life transformations, it's miracles in general, because uh, we have cases that Uh, the vets tell us that it is hopeless. It, uh, example, a hit and run victim, he is paralyzed forever. And then we cannot do anything about it. We can just give TLC, tender love and care. Mm-hmm. And um, some, some, there are some vets that really do suggest euthanasia, but we are very opposed to that kind of practice. So basically what we do, if it's already a worst case scenario, we Just give TLC, you know, you let them feel love, let them feel surrounded by people who care about them. And eventually, um, we had one case that um, we really thought that he will be paralyzed forever. He always cries. He cannot pee on his own. He cannot eat on his own. But basically, we got shocked when he stood up on his own. Now he is running. So there, there's those miracles, those life transformation that is very rewarding. Yeah. Uh, and of course, um, once we screen for adopters and find families for our rescues, and yeah. um, we require our adopters to update us every now and then, and seeing them from the streets mm-hmm. and to see them, seeing them now into a, a sleeping beside their owners and in an air conditioned room, that's that's a very fulfilling thing for us as a rescuer. Yeah, it's great just listening to you how passionate you are with this cause. And I know that you're also a vlogger, right? You say you're an aspiring vlogger, but I would say you already are. Tell us about this. <laughs> well, I started, well, pandemic-wise, I started, I really got bored at the house. And last August 2020, I started vlogging. But eventually, I stopped for four months because um, of how the shift of the... Uh, environment is happening so basically we, we we were slowly allowed to go out we are slowly yes. allowed to do our job so basically mm-hmm. i got really busy i got 
I'm really busy with my day job with Team Rescue with Try. And then I stopped for four months. And basically, I started filming again just last February after Valentine's Day. So um, um, it's it's like i doing it again. Mm-hmm. So basically, I am not yet um, a, a big uh, YouTuber. I'm a very small YouTuber. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think it is a great platform to be able to um, spread awareness also with regards to animal cruelty and of course to share your your light your positivity yeah. so yeah that's wonderful it's great because you do that and you find meaning to what you do like from being an animal advocate to someone who shares your light to people so uh tell me how do you do it like the journey how do you actually immerse yourself in the things that you do well you know as i'm not always this right when it comes to dealing with everything since um i i think it all boils down to intentions now with everything that we do and find purpose in everything that um we say and the actions that we take um because merely what you invest your energy into it has to be intentional it has to be purposeful otherwise what are you doing you know so before i do anything before i say anything before i take actions i always um reflect and think about um why my why to why am i doing this what what is my purpose what do i want you know and um growing up it, it it's not always like this my mindset was not always like this but you know, you you go through challenges, you thrive, you strive, and then eventually you heal past of you and um, eventually align yourself with your creator and with compassion and love. And basically, I don't know, you just woke up and then, you know, it's an accumulative thing, though. It's not an overnight thing. So, yeah. yeah, it is actually the little things that you do every day that led you to what and who you are today. So you are also a spiritual life coach. Tell me, how did you become one? Well, actually, I I have always been, I like to think that uh, ever since I was young, I have experiences with the, with heavenly beings and um, I'm very, I'm very much open to spirituality. But um, as time goes by, as I was looking for my purpose, I was looking for my passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one time that I asked myself, "What do I really want? What do?" Because I ventured to a lot of things. I've I've uh, I've done voice lessons. I've been a dancer. Those kinds of things. And um, I think that those those things are great, you know, skills wise, and um, the things that you gain when you engage to those kinds of activities are great. But you know, it all boils down to again purpose. What do I really want? What do I? Uh, what, what legacy do I want to leave in this lifetime, if ever um, I I already cross the other life? You know, so it's basically all the wise again. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I wanted to be uh, someone who impacts other people's lives mm-hmm. uh, in a way that they tra- they can transform how they view themselves. Um, not just physically, but you know, their self-worth, their their uh with regards to self-care, how they view others, how they view um their relationship to other people, to in, to the environment. So yeah, I think um a spiritual life coach is um is one of the great uh platforms into doing what I want. So mm-hmm. yes, that's the time that I ventured out to it. I took courses and classes to 
be a certified spiritual life coach. Yeah. So, yes. And so your why is being a positive impact to others, helping them find their self-worth. Is that your why? Yes, because actually being a spiritual life coach is, it's like an ordinary coaching. So when you coach someone, mm-hmm. um, you, you, you analyze your clients. Where are your clients right now? Where do they want to go? What's working for them? What's not working for them? Um, what are the necessary steps they need to take to reach their ultimate goal? So mm-hmm. spiritual life coaching is similar to that, but you know, it's not, we we touch parts deeper than the physicality. So mm-hmm. we uh, we help clients understand the importance of mindset, and yeah. then um, it, it's a very holistic approach. It's not just the mindset; it's the emotions, the physical self, the spiritual. Uh, being because when you feed your mind doubts and fears you will eventually feel them emotionally you become fearful you you become doubtful of yourself and then in turn your physical self will be lazy will be stagnant because of that fear and that blockage that um stopping you to reach your goals and uh when the physical self the mindset and the emotional self is affected your spiritual connectedness to your inner being to other people's and uh, and to the earth and your connection to nature also diminishes you know so yes. yeah it's a very holistic approach and we touch subjects that uh, is more than just the physicality so we help our clients understand that there is more to them than just their name and their physical looks yes. so how so, do they yeah, get in touch with you to ask you to be their spiritual life coach Actually, I just graduated spiritual life coaching last, uh, I, I think, by the, by the end of February. So mm-hmm. I'm very new to it and I'm just starting to um, to make my own spiritual life coaching program. So basically, I don't do a program itself mm-hmm. pa as of now. It's okay. more on the little things, the um, the little chunks of yeah. being spiritual life coach that but I give. you already have clients? Um, as, in, as an angel guide, as an angel reader, of course, I do have clients already. Oh. And as a spiritual life coach, um, there are people who are asking, but uh, I don't want to dive into uh, to it yet because I do I do not have a, a course outline for them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. basically, I'm I'm building that up right okay. now. That's so, good. Yeah. That's good. You've mentioned you already have clients. You're doing it as an angel guide. How does it work? What is what does yes. an angel guide do? Well, actually, an angel guide, an angel reader, or an earth angel, as they may say, um, they are empaths or very intuitive persons that um, that is committed to learning the techniques on how angels work. Because as we know, in a Catholic, a Catholic perspective, we all know that um, angels and archangels are here to be True. messengers of God, right? So um, uh, our mentor is an interna- international angelologist, which uh, helps us learn the techniques and how these uh, heavenly beings communicate and send us the messages of Christ. So basically, um, we develop our spiritual gifts and um, we create a personal bond with them and actually um, be, uh, be a vessel of uh, delivering these messages to our clients and giving them clarity and understanding of where they are right now and how they are being guided because um, we we do not realize this but eventually we are guide we are divinely guided every time it's just a matter of looking at the right direction and seeing that guidance you know and of course our creator respects free will so yeah if you do not want to be guided and then basically 
it, they will he will not uh, force you to be there you know yeah but when you pray for guidance and ask for guidance and protection from your angels definitely they will come and give that yes. to you yes okay so if you would be given a choice to choose someone whom to guide who would you like to guide uh, in an individual aspect yes i do not i do not have anyone in my mind but uh, as a collective i think um those people that i want to guide are you know the younger generation uh, especially younger women because you know i have been in situations where um uh, i was young and i needed guidance the most and as a um as an eldest among the three yeah. siblings uh, i do not have a an older sibling so basically i have to do everything alone to figure out things on my own and um it's not the pressure but i think um every eldest of uh, uh, every uh, older sibling has this um has this thought in their mind that if ever they fail they just do not fail as a person they fail as a daughter they fail as a child a child they fail as a sibling so basically i want um to guide those people who have sort of um has the same similar journey as me because mm-hmm. at some point i knew that i needed that and you know with young women nowadays they tend to um repress their emotions which is very very unhealthy yeah. and um it creates a lot of traumas in there and in turn it affects their relationship with other people so yeah if given a chance i would like to guide those younger generation especially young women who are in pursuit of their passion as well that is very good you seem to be doing a lot of things how do you find time to focus and how do you focus on the things that you prioritize Well, I think time management is really a big factor here. But, um, you know, just balance. When I say balance, that you're giving everything to everything, you know. You just find those little things that um, make you purposeful. As to my case, being a pharmacist makes me purposeful. Being a uh, an animal advocate, an angel guide, a vlogger, these types of things make me purposeful. So I will focus on that. I do not need to attend um, dance classes every Saturday and then play sports the next day, you know, to attain that balance. It's just finding what you really want, what gives you purpose, and then sticking to that, focusing and honing your skills in those parts of you so that you can be an effective, um, uh, you can be as effective in your roles as possible. Yes, you can wear many hats and choose to be effective in all those hats that you wear, in all the things that you do. And very and also, also, I would like to highlight that when you say, I do not, I do not um, believe that experience is the best teacher because yeah. actually evaluated experience is the best yeah. teacher. You can experience everything every Correct. day, but as yeah. long as you do not reflect and evaluate yourself and how you're doing in this aspect of your life, it will still come and come back to yeah. you, you know, until yes. you learn that lesson and you attain that wisdom that is to be given to you by our creator. Yes. So, yeah. It doesn't follow that when you experience a lot of things, you learn them, you've got to reflect on them, as you have said, and make sure that you learn from your experiences and that would make you wiser. Thea, you have already said your purpose and it's good that at such a young age, you already know what you want, you know what you are here for and you want to be a positive impact to others. What are your aspirations, your personal aspirations? 
Well, um, with regards to my future plans, you know, the yeah. aspiration, of course, the original plan was to make my parents proud. Wow. And I'm sticking to that. And then, of course, in a more personal note, um, I want to be able to, of course, one day build my own family, you know, and um, share my life also with them, with my children one day. And then aside from that, uh, as a pharmacist, I want to be able to have my own business, uh, a pharmacy business one day. I, I want to be able to manage it. And then um, I want also to expand Team Rescue Ilo not only with regards to reach, but, you know, shelter space resources. I want to be able to help them um, create that uh, bigger space for uh, this animals and strays that really need our help. And um, aside from that, of course, I want to be able to finish uh, my my signature spiritual coaching program so that I may uh, open that to other people who wants to uh, to rent uh, uh, who wants me to render their services to them you know and to knowing themselves more and to look deeply into them and finding their purpose and passion. And of course, I think one day I also want to be a mentor for those who want to pursue their passion and yeah. uh, in the path of seeking what they really want. So, yeah. That is good. That is good. And it appears that you really know what you want, as I've said. But are there other things that you think might hamper you from getting what you want? And how would you? what would you do to overcome them? Well, of course, um, at the end of the day, I am human, and um, and to be honest, there is there there are of course a lot of doubts, not just inside of me, but um, outside of me also. There is a lot of questions, a lot of what ifs. But you know, when when you are um, when you walk by faith, not by sight, when you really know that passion burning inside of you and it's very expansive that every time you breathe you breathe in that kind of life in you um i think um the strength and um the you know that that why again yeah. that's very important to me the why yeah. and um when you you know how to stick with that you you will know how to block out the noise and the doubts um outside of you and of course when self doubt comes in you know prayer is everything also when it comes to uh, pursuing what you really want and you know to ask for that guidance from our creator is a very big factor for me also to keep going you know and uh, when it comes to um to those things that are burning me from outside you know i always remind myself with this beautiful saying it's i just forgot who it who it's from but um it says that the same boiling water softens the potato and uh, hardens the egg. So it's not the circumstance. It's not the environment. It's what you're made of. And it's who you truly are. So you just stick to your core and to, you know, walk by faith. Excellent. Very good. It's true that what's most important is you know your reason for being. If you know your purpose, whatever challenges will come your way, you will easily overcome them. If there is a message that you'd like to share to young people, or especially young women like you who are still seeking their purpose, what would you tell them? Um, I think I would tell them that do not be afraid to be uncomfortable. Do not be afraid to be different. Because it is in discomfort and it is in um, being in a different state. Uh, that's where maturity and growth comes in, you know, the learnings, the wisdom. Crave for that. And um, 
uh, it is not always, you're not always going to be happy for 24 hours each and every day. You're going to have lazy days. You're going to have emotional days. And that's okay. You know, you honor your emotions. You feel it if you have to so that you can release it. Do not ever repress your emotions because it will damage you in the end. And I know whatever I'm saying right now, you think that life is very serious. But no, you do not, ha- you do not have to forget that uh, sometimes life uh, li- life comes as a joke, you know, and you have to enjoy the ride, the ups and downs. And, you know, whatever whatever things that you do, how you empower yourself with regards to um, breaking free, uh, that may be in a very conservative way or a very liberating way. It's okay. As long as you know how to respect yourself, there is no one that can disrespect you. So do not ever... Um, put your life in other people's hands, you know, know what you want, own who you are. So there is very, um, there is an empowerful thing in being a woman. And uh, sometimes uh, younger generations forget that. And um, I just want to remind them that you are more than your name. You are more than the physical looks because uh, women, uh, young women tend to uh, think that um, being pretty uh, creates a lot of opportunity, but no. Being who you are creates an opportunity. And if there is no opportunity around, you as a woman, you have the power to create that opportunity for yourself. So do not ever doubt yourself, you know? Find that purpose, find that passion, walk by faith and never by sight. And uh, always stick to your core and stick to your whys and find that support system, you know? That support system will, will help you get through everything. Wonderfully said. Thank you so much. That is truly inspiring and I am pretty sure a lot of young women would like to emulate you, would like to find their purpose and celebrate their womanhood, celebrate their being. Thank you so much, Thea, for sharing your insights with us here in Life Expressions. And so please show some love if you like this podcast. Make sure to like this and share it with your friends. Thea, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tita Cha, for having me. It's such a wonderful experience. And of course, it was great listening to you, to your insights. If you have comments and suggestions, please feel free to message me on on Facebook or follow me on YouTube. And of course, Thea, what's your YouTube channel? Well, it's uh, my name, Thea Marie Pugales. Yeah, and uh, my Instagram is at theamarie.rph. So they can follow me there as well. Okay, so thank you so much. This is Life Expressions. I'm your host, Chari Hineti Elon. Bye.